0: Welcome to Season 2 of the Connect FCS Ed Podcast. Each episode is geared towards recruiting, supporting, and retaining past, current, and future professional family and consumer sciences educators. I am your host, Barbara Scully, and I want to boldly celebrate families and careers with you. Hi, and welcome back to the Connect FCS Ed Podcast. Thank you so much for joining today's conversation. Today's topic, I have two amazing guests who are identical. We have Nicole and Samantha from the tech twins. Many of you have probably heard of them from Teachers Pay Teachers or over on the rival Family and Consumer Sciences Facebook pages, Business and Marketing. I'm really excited to have Nicole and Samantha join me as they have a passion for technology and education within business computer technology education so welcome ladies thank you so much for joining me and yeah
1: thanks Thanks for having us yeah seriously I'm excited yeah killed it on the intro my goodness seriously (laughs) right and I said I taught digital media and they did podcasts and they had to make an intro and I wish I could have used that right there to show them again
0: (laughs) I love it well the art is not coming in prepared so that's where it is where you're able to wing it (laughs)
1: true that true talent
0: well so okay so you have 11 or so years within the education department and you now have your administrator's certificate yes we
1: we got our master's in administration education administration Mm -hmm.
0: i want to talk about your teachers pay teachers your your business because i think we need to promote with business and marketing and family consumer sciences, there's a lot of that crossover. Your technology education background, where, yes, you're in the classroom, but you did a lot of coaching and mentoring, uh, helping teachers bring their own technology skills up to oh, yeah. speed.
1: Oh, yes. yeah, yeah. So many.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: because of COVID. You know, COVID yeah. made everybody fast forward, and now they realize how what we're trying to push was very useful <laughs> and neat. Honestly, we were requ- yeah. required in the COVID times, you know, because we all had to, everyone had to kind of get caught up with technology or fast. Nice. <laughs> Unfortunately, we were lucky that we already knew it, but oh, we helped all the teachers who didn't.
0: <laughs> and that's exactly how I felt. I figured that. People don't want to get over inundated with my emails. So I just ended up creating like a monthly newsletter of best practices for everything regarded for Microsoft and apps to support all educators at my school. And then towards the end, I'm, I'm getting inundated with all these emails of how do I use Excel? How do I... How do I change the margin on a Word document? I'm just like, oh, wow. Okay. This is where we're at. Okay. Basics.
1: That's like what we taught middle school and high school. We got our master's in administration. Education administration. Mm -hmm. So we can, we wanted to go up the admin route, but for now we, you know, decide to leave. Go the business route. Yeah. the, (laughs) The classroom and go the business entrepreneur route for Tech twins and, but we're still helping educators and and students in the classroom all over the yeah. World. We still consider ourselves educators. Yeah, I mean we mm-hmm. write curriculum daily, so hey.
0: <laughs> well, you write curriculum, and it's just you are educating in a different way, and that's something that is valuable for everybody. Just because you leave the classroom doesn't mean you stop teaching. Right. Oh no, we're always
1: learning, always reading, always adapting.
0: Yeah. And so now you've gone from classroom to boardroom. So that's
1: exciting.
0: How did you fall into, I guess, technology education?
1: Um, We were raised in it, honestly, our, we've mentioned this before to some people, but our parents were teachers and so was our grandma even, but then they became um, admin themselves, curriculum director and technology director so it's kind of funny. We're like an intermix between the two. Um, and so we were just raised to talk about it, know yeah, they'd about come it home and, and we, and then our brothers in the IT world as well. And so we all just kind of, that was what we talked about. And it was just our lifestyle, honestly. So we thought, why not teach it to students? Cause we like want to oh, make I a difference it. and we knew what it took to be teachers. And so we, we loved the technology and business classrooms in high school. We both were like, Oh, this is where we thrived and we took off and we loved just the different aura of the classroom than just the textbook and, oh, yeah. you know, back then and writing. And we had a vision for what type of teachers we wanted to be and change up the classroom. And that's what we did. Yeah, so, we, we didn't <laughs> want students coming into our classroom, being bored, and bored. And well, and like, it was just the same monotonous you know, uh, no, not that all teachers are that way. That was back in high school. I felt like my learning style was more hands-on kinesthetic type learning. And Mm -hmm. we just wanted real life projects that they could take from school and use it in the real Go into the real world and have knowledge and be prepared. So that's how we got the technology (laughs) education. Well, and 10 years ago, you know, technology in the classroom was like kind of, not frowned upon, but they're like, don't do too much screen time. You know, you should be using pencil and paper. And we went straight in like no paper, everything's online. And we just kind of changed up the traditional classroom and we called it flipping the classroom at the time, but 10 years ago, that was such a new concept. And it was, we were so lucky we had admin, that supported our classroom changes. Like we'd play music out loud and, you know, they would watch videos of learning online or us in person and we'd straight go to the computer and get going, hands-on projects. And yeah, we're lucky enough Our administrators, our principals were On board. all about it and they liked it. And then now it's normal. <laughs> Now yeah. everybody does it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, and I love that because that's exactly kind of how I teach. I never I came into the classroom and I didn't use a textbook. The computer is the resource. Let's try to figure out how to do that PBL, the the project-based learning, and all of education I think has the most acronyms out of any
1: profession. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many acronyms. Isn't that true. And then they recycle. <laughs> I
0: felt like that. yeah but those projects they're so important because just like what you're saying you know we implement it in the classroom but we want them to be applying it outside of our four walls at school so yeah, flipping that classroom and making it fun. I love playing music. Sometimes I put on like the Rocky music as at the beginning of the class period, as students are coming in from their hallway passing time, <laughs> and oh, they're, God. they're like, what is going on? And I'm like, we're ready to rumble. <laughs>
1: Learn. It's all about setting the, the environment, the mood, it, it changes it for students. Like you said, I mean, you've, everybody reads it. If they don't, like the classroom and you they're or not feel connected or feel connected they're not going to learn as well from a stiff old teacher
0: that is so true yeah so watching videos online and then having these you know classroom discussions is so important because we're able to change the subtitles for I love YouTube So being able to change the subtitles. So if you don't have a, if you have a student who is not a strong English speaking student, they could change their subtitles. Or if you have deaf students, they're able to put on the subtitles so they can read it. I'll have just all of those auto captions. I love I love being able to show that to students because then they're like, oh, I had no idea we had that capability. I'm like, yeah, check this out. I might be family consumer sciences, but man, I know a whole lot about what we can do to amplify the
1: classroom. You're tech savvy. That's one thing I think I, as the tech twins, you know, we want everyone to know is you don't have to be a computer or business or technology teacher to use technology. And I think we've all all educators experience that because of the pandemic. But uh, we want people to know like, here's what you can do. It doesn't have to, and it can work in any subject. So we like to share, you know, tips and tricks to make it easier. Because we also know uh, technology can be crazy overwhelming for how fast it changes. Can I mean I'm sure you can understand just the this. simplest little add-on. Like you said, just watching a video and putting the captions that makes you tech savvy. Like showing students that just little things, people... recording a video of you lecturing yeah. and sharing it so they can re-watch it afterwards. That I think can make. We're any... just adding a website into your activities that you do for the day. There you go. Now you're tech savvy. You're incorporating technology. You know, it's uh, yeah.
0: There's too many various uh, skills that we can we can add on into our classroom, and I love technology, and that's something that I always share with all of my students. Going, if you don't know something and you've asked us another teacher and they don't know, come f- come find me because more often I will either know it or I'm also one of those teachers that or people. I'm just one of those people in general where I'm nosy and I want to know how to do something. because
1: you'll figure it it out. (laughs) out.
0: I I enjoy that. I think,
1: I think uh, people always ask how, how do you be tech savvy? And I say it's trial and error and you don't give up. Like if you don't know the answer, you just keep on figuring it out. And usually with computers, you can undo something if you mess yeah. Cause I was a tech specialist in one of my school buildings for a couple of years. And there's a lot of stuff I did not know. I didn't learn it in college. You just Google it or play with it. till you figure it out. Like Samantha said.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's it's all about the process of innovation and not giving up. We have, so we have your education background. Where are you going when it comes to Tech Twins? You are taking the year off. You want to focus on classroom to the boardroom, but also your family. So mm-hmm. what is, where do you see, what is the vision for Tech Twins?
1: We are just, this year is focusing on just creating um, full-time, Almost. full-time. As that, as we with kids home. Yeah, <laughs> with the kids home. But it's because in the past year, you know, we were in the classroom and you couldn't mix the two because you had to do it in after hours oh, or we, we were and, coaching and all that. Yeah. Stuff so we it was always on the side. And so now it's kind of nice to know beyond our kids, it's our number one priority, Yeah. And so we're just going to try and make as much curriculum as we can, because that's what people are loving. And then also sharing as much tech tips that we can um, to help others. Yeah. Yeah. We really want to start being on social media more. We wish we'd done that years ago, but we just didn't put it out there for years until literally last year we started sharing on social media, but yeah, curriculum and sharing online and uh, we'll see where it goes. We've got some big ideas for sure. But our goal is, we make the stuff, whether it's the free resources that we share tips and tricks or our curriculum that you can buy, we make it to make it easier for teachers. That's the whole point. We we realize there's a need for teachers to, um, yes, books give you your knowledge, but it didn't give you the break. You know, you had to spend all the time and effort so making everything, figuring out different types of instruction and activities and then making the test that goes with the book. And so we realized like, we do that for ourselves already. Why not share it with others? And then with the technology side, I feel technology, like I said, can be super overwhelming. So why not simple it down into a little fun infographic that you can save and use for later? I mean, I think the biggest tip for teachers is you don't have to be a tech expert, but like we said, throw a little thing in here, use so we our created little tip for you. Yeah. yeah we, we use a little summarized infographic that you can share digitally or keep in your Instagram and, revert back to when you need a quick little change up, yeah. you know? So yeah, pretty much our plan is if everything keeps going well, I don't know if we will return back to the classroom anytime soon. Cause this mm-hmm. is like We loved being in the classroom, loved our students in our school districts. That's why we didn't leave for so long. We were just happy. But the balance of being a mother, teaching a business, and it was growing so fast that we just were ready to take something off our plate (laughs) in a sense. And uh, now we're going to run with it and take it as far. And if it doesn't work, then we'll go back to education happily but right now we hope to still keep being curriculum developers.
0: No, that's really exciting. And I can appreciate all of everything that you're saying, because that's kind of what I am kind of doing in my own sense of maybe a wayward journey where I had family first. So I didn't focus on career until within the last five years and moving toward this unknown area within the podcast industry. And there are so So many great educational podcast platforms out there for anybody to download and listen to. It's, it's pretty incredible. Do you have any podcasters that you absolutely love and follow, or maybe your spouses do? We,
1: uh, we listen to a lot. We <laughs> listen to a huge variety. Yeah. Like <laughs> from moms to like reality TV to the yeah. finance or educational and, or, or my husband does the comedian yeah. podcast. We listen to them all or school of sellers. We listen to that one. Of sellers is um, like, to help us. I mean, we just love, and I love that you're doing this yes, podcast this because, because I feel like everybody can benefit from someone's podcast in some way. Like if you find the area that calls to you. So if you, so I like one for when I work out, I listen to Bettering Myself and working out physically or it's the healthy Christian woman's so and then when I am wanting to just be like mindless we listen to the bachelorette podcast oh, yeah, or like yeah. Caitlin Bristol that's our like, guilty off, pleasure off the vine it's we like love I feel yeah. like if you want it I can tune into a podcast that meets what when I'm, I'm working I'll listen to the school of sellers podcast just to get some tips with running our business since that's kind of the new area or your podcast we've listened to oh yeah I went and back you have a lot of Good stuff on there. I love it. <laughs> I'm just proud of you. This.
0: The podcast is designed to help teachers. It's teachers helping teachers is really what it is. And what I want is to continue growing this because I think there's so just like within how many podcasts that you listen to, there's an area that can we can always improve on. Yeah. And I had to write down school of sellers because I'd never heard of that. So I'm like, Ooh, I'm going to have to look into that. But my my motivation, I, I listen to fearless motivation and it just, it helps it
1: builds me up. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. And you can do stuff while you listen to the podcast. That's what's like, I can drive in my car with my kids yapping in the back and I can listen with my AirPods in and be able to focus still. But that's what I love about your podcast is you are bringing in other educators or other people with expertise to like help us get knowledge and grow as educators, and I love that because, like you said, there's not many women podcasters out there, so no, you're um, just ahead of the curve. You're just you're gonna. I'm be- trying. Tra- I'm trying. There is one podcast that's, um, in Kansas City, which is not too too far away from where yeah, we live, Kansas. <laughs> um, but they're on the Missouri side of Kansas City. But they it's called the Modern principle and it's two female oh, yes. principals. Have you yes. They are fantastic. And they, I mean, they're just a, a vibe, a style. Like yeah, if we were principals, we would be all. Our One of our best friends just became an assistant principal. And mm-hmm. this is why I love like podcasts like yours or the modern principal, because she was new to admin. It's her first year. And when I found out she got the job last year, I go, you have got to follow the modern principle and you've got to listen to their podcast and it just helped her not be overwhelmed. Like she felt like she, you know, it almost makes you feel like you're not alone when you listen to your podcast and know, okay, others are wanting to, especially win. for us, CTE facts, business teachers. We're just like, we're wow. our own little world that we need each other to help build each other up, support each other cross with our curriculum. So it's just awesome. (laughs) I'm glad you're doing it.
0: Yeah, No, thank you. My, yeah, just like what you were saying, we always think that we're in these silos, but we're not. We are all under the umbrella of career and technical education, that CTE umbrella, but we just, we focus in on different things. We, but our employability skill is all the same. It's leadership. So how are we teaching our students to become good stewards after high school? Exactly.
1: And that's that's how we feel. That's why we love real world application and and just like you said, like interaction, relationships, teaching them soft skills. Like that's why we love teaching business and computers because. You don't have to go be in the business world, but you can learn your basics of finances or accounting or like how to have an idea and what to run with it or or how to write an email properly. We even teach kids how to use social media because that's a whole new realm of marketing. And And how to get a job because people lose their jobs with social media even. Even how to get a house loan. You know, we we cover it all because these are just things kids need that maybe won't help them with their career. But when they walk out the door... They're going to feel confident in themselves to make good um, choices. My favorite is um, we learned this from a coworker and we talked about some business teachers, how kids don't know how to make a phone call or leave a voicemail, <laughs> literally a voicemail. So, so
0: true. My own, I have a 17 year old and I will call her and I know she has her phone in her hand, but she won't answer. And then she will send me a text. What do you want? And I'm like, you no, know, no, <laughs> Okay. we're not liking this. You will call me now. And she, what? what's going on? I'm like, you answer that phone. And that is so true. Students today, they don't know how to answer a phone or leave a voicemail.
1: They don't. And well, so we made an activity yay. for that. I mean, and that can go into any classroom. It doesn't have to just be a, well, and that's like, we teach like web design, for example. Yeah. We push all the coding and the knowledge, but like when we saw like one of my students, one of my students is like a TikTok star, and then another one has a photography. Instead of like, like, oh no, you're gonna work on the school website or whatever. I go, let me help teach you your route of you know, website. So I helped my student with the photography business. She made a website and I helped her figure out the finances so people could go on there and buy from her oh, I... or the TikTok. I'm like, share those videos. You need a website. So in case TikTok disappears, people can find you, you know. So we just love, and I think you too, as an educator in the CTE realm. It's like, you love helping kids gain skills that will take them way beyond the classroom. I even had a student, he was famous on Vine. Literally. I don't know if you remember Vine. It's like, this, he was a huge. And he came to my class and that's when the year got shut off. And so we helped make him a website, you know, share stuff. And he lives in LA is crazy famous on social media. And I was just, cause he's like, what do I do? I'll go reinvent yourself I feel like that's that's like what us teachers are teaching kids. It's when you walk out the door, things are going to change. We're teaching kids for jobs that don't exist, technology that doesn't exist. So adapt and keep learning and growing.
0: Yes. Yeah. So when it comes to teachers pay teachers, what advice could you give an educator who's just starting out on wanting to write down their own curriculum?
1: So actually the funny thing before, and Samantha helped with her coworkers before we left teaching, I helped a few coworkers start their own store and get their products out there. Cause like Mm -hmm. we said, we've always pushed for teachers to go down this route. If they have good ideas, it's like, share it, make a buck or two off of it too. But uh, the best advice is I would obviously want to go online and follow those school sellers or these. There's a bunch of different groups that they can follow to get tips. (laughs) At KS Tech Twins. (laughs) Anyway. But we, it's like one, it has to be all your own stuff. Cause you'd be surprised how many teachers think they can just go sell other stuff. I'm like, make a little tweak of someone else's idea. And then it's their own. And you're like, no, no, you don't have to. It's gotta be your own. You gotta be your own curriculum and then just get going, make a cover. Post it, get it up social there. Social media. And social media. Huge. People don't. They can't it. buy it if they don't know who you are. Yeah, <laughs> that's what my biggest tip is. Make an Instagram account or a Facebook account. Even um, before you make stuff. Yeah, up, and, and get people to follow you and high quality products or. or And make something that sets you apart. What can you offer people to help save them time or help their classroom be better? Why should they buy your stuff? You know, that's huge. Because everyone can make a tic tac toe activity, but why is it your better? <laughs> you know, and like I told you earlier, only seven percent of sellers on Teachers Pay Teachers are secondary. There is such a large pool for us secondary teachers to get on there, and our biggest thing is stick with it. We are ten years in, and like we said, we never spent full time on it because we were rather busy when we were younger. Stick we didn't stop. We never stopped when she was pregnant. And having babies, I ran it when I was pregnant and in school, I I took back over. It it, it was for us, that's what we did, but we never stopped working on it. And that's what's helped grown it to where it's at now. And that's just with anything in life. No, we've seen many sellers that we've helped out want to give up because a product didn't sell right away. And I'm like, I'm 10 years in and I've got thousands of followers and I'll make a new product and it can take a couple months for it to get going. So, but the good thing is once you upload it, You can just sit back and wait, you know, it's not like you're in a factory having to make things every single day to get the bread sold. You know, like I say, (laughs) all the new teachers I helped, they've already been selling products the first month. So, you know, our first year we made a couple bucks, you know, no, I think (laughs) I remember I, I got so excited because I made enough money to go eat out and it was on, I was like, this is teachers pay teachers money. I've covered this meal. I was so excited. (laughs) Yeah. So just stick with it three things. What would,
0: what is your favorite software tip, software tip or productivity tip? Okay,
1: so favorite software tip for me, I'm trying to think, it depends on which software you're using, but um, follow, the biggest thing I would say if it's Google or Word, follow people that are experts in that area so you can kind of keep up with the news Like Google Apps. There's always new Google Apps and things like that. With Word, I'll actually follow Microsoft themselves just to follow what's the newest things coming out because they change things constantly well, or a youtube i mean with software like anything go watch youtube videos there's playlists that's what i was gonna yeah with the if you follow microsoft or google themselves there are actual tutorial playlists yes. for anybody on any software and you don't have to watch those yourself you can literally send them out to your your students. Yeah, and like if you go to Excel, there are probably like 50 Excel, just short little videos like how to make a cell, how to make a formula. That the best one for that, since we're talking, oh, is geez. gcflearnfree.org. You can type in any software or any like tech savvy sa- tips. tips. They have mm. how to use email. It is a free website and it comes with. It need to follow instructions on the website for your students or tutorial videos that they can watch on YouTube and it will mm-hmm. teach your, yourself or your students any software skills. Yeah. We love it. We live by it. (laughs) Yeah. That's
0: also, I, I love that. I love that, um, that program because they also have like an assessment at the very end of each lesson. Yeah. Like, like a little
1: challenge for them to do to show what they learned. Well, and was your question about productivity, like for a teacher standpoint, is that what cause I've got stuff on that, but
0: (laughs) okay. So there's your favorite software tip. How about favorite productivity tip? So for a teacher side. So
1: we are like, we're not crazy strict teachers, but I believe being organized every day before you come in. So it's like, and have a routine for students, not where you're like crazy strict, but it's like for us, our students knew they come in our classroom, they use our objectives that are up on the board and do the bell work while you take attendance. And I know this is like generic teacher stuff, but the trick is we would put everything on Google classroom for the day that they're doing with one, read this worksheet Two, like, just really break stuff down for students. And then we included the worksheets or activities on there. So like, with the time we're in right now, if a student's gone or sick, or if they're in the classroom, they're not missing out on what is to need. And it saved us so much so time. Much time to so like then when students are working on their bell work, or they were working on their assignment, productive, you could be productive and get ready for what, and then you can grade online too. So it's like, that's why people are like, how do you leave when the bell rings and stuff? I'm like, when students work, we work, we are grading and they obviously, if they need help, we'd get up and ask, but, or, or walk and check on them. Yeah. but. I don't think teacher, I think teachers think when kids are in the classroom and now different grades are different grades, but high school, you could do this. (laughs) We could, when they're being productive, we are being productive. We don't waste a minute, you know, and that's just the biggest key is putting the materials for students in a visual place with step-by-step instructions and just really breaking down every assignment. And it takes work on the teacher's part, but you can use that for year after year to come. And that's because I taught in a district that the behavior was really hot, like the Uh, misbehaved kids were really high. And I had to come up with a system on how to structure my classroom that productivity could be the highest. And that's what I learned was just they, they schedule all right there. They can read it and then know what's expected of them and not have those type of questions that they would wonder about. And I would say the productivity is at the end of each day. I always set up my stuff for the next day. So when I came to school, people are like, how are you not here super early every morning? I'm like, I did it all before I left. I'm ready to go. Even if that meant staying late, sometimes it's like, yeah, we, just so you're not feeling overwhelmed, The last thing. People always question me, how could you leave after work, right after work? And mm-hmm. it was because the years prior, I wrote down everything I did every single day. So if I taught oh, a nuts. new class, business essentials, I would day one, I write what my bell work question was, what the activity was, blah, blah, blah. And then I'd say next day, day two, and I typed it up. And then the next time I taught the next nine weeks, I would open that up. And I would look at it and I could make tweaks, but I knew exactly we called it our step-by-step. <laughs> yeah. And that's like our big thing that I think we put a on online stuff. is that it is we so, map out every day for you. Because I can't remember nine weeks later exactly what <laughs> I we did. were teaching. I taught seven preps at one time and you taught six. Six. I mean, you can't keep your mind straight without the organization. So that's our hugest. And it was, and a lot of my coworkers are like, Why would you write out everything? No one's Expecting that of you. And I go, Well, because I need it. And now I get to just come in the classroom. I know I already have my daily lesson plans step by step out and good to go. <laughs> Year one, it was hard on us. We had to <laughs> work. Well,
0: I did that. I did that for this last year for COVID. I wrote down everything that I was doing and I was typing it all up. And then for videos and everything that I had going on, I would hyperlink everything. So then because I'm a Microsoft school district, I would go to my teams. I would build weekly channels and I had it set up to where, okay, this is the learning target. This is your success criteria. This is what we're doing throughout the week. And I would say day one, day two, day three, day four, day five. Mm -hmm. And I even, I even took it a step farther where I was zoom recording my lessons and I would upload it to my YouTube channel. I did not, uh, my, my personal YouTube channel is, is private. So in, um, um, you can't subscribe to it. So, for my students, but my students could access it because I gave them a certain link, mm-hmm. and they could watch Monday's lesson on how I did things and the conversation I was having with my in-person students. They didn't hear or see them, but they, I would restate the question that was asked, and then I would answer it.
1: Oh, perfect. So yeah, uh, that's one it. thing. I, I, as a learner myself, how many times? And I, anyone that's listening to this, have you? been told something or you heard someone present or lecture and then you walk out and you forget it all like if i know you can take notes and i'm like why didn't we do this before the pandemic i mean i did personally but record yourself like you just said teaching that's the that's such a great tip. that's what we did the record flip yourself mm-hmm. and then i did kids, that one, a lot of kids it. i learned would never tell me they didn't pick up what i said yeah, right away because it's embarrassing teach students When I asked for feedback on the online, the flipped classroom, kids said that they love that they could go back and rewatch what I talked about in person because they would remember only little bits and pieces, you know, and I just, I wish as an adult, I could. Well, that helped us in the classroom. We had videos like you did and we'd like, go watch the video. And then if you still have questions, we're here for you, you know, and (laughs) it helped to save time to help the students who needed us. But yeah, I that's, I love that you're doing that. It's just. And that's like, what we do? It's like, we even put rubrics on the assignments with kids, you know, in the step-by-step because it's like that way they know what's expected of them. And then if they still have questions, we're here for them.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that was just a whole learning curve throughout this last year of going, okay, I, I know I can make this better. I, can, I don't want to be recreating the wheel every trimester or every semester,
1: Yeah. Well, it sounds like yours sounds amazing. (laughs) You're ahead of the game. Your kids are
0: lucky. I'm ready going into this new school year. So except I have a new class that I'm going to be teaching for, it's not the first time, but I'm picking it back up after a two year break. So I'm going to have to start kind of from scratch with that one. So I'll have something to, at the end of the trimester
1: build as you do. Right. That's right. That is right. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> Adapt.
0: So last question. And mindfulness. What do you have a favorite mindfulness activity that gets you just kind of recenter yourself?
1: Um, I actually, there is a relax app on my phone and, or it's, it's relax light L I T E. But it was an app that, in between, you our know, mom classes, our mom showed it to us when we were first year teacher, because she's a real boss lady. Yeah, and she and needed it. <laughs> need, it's, it's a 15 minute. You can choose the amount of time on the app, but you sit in this guy with an accent, it was like an Irish accent, would tell you to relax, you know, and visualize stuff or countdown, and it and then it would wake you up after like five. to Anywhere from five minutes to fifteen minutes, and it was just so relaxed because I feel like as teachers, we they say uh, the average teacher makes over a thousand different choices, decisions I feel like a day. It's a more than that, isn't it? Yeah, know. the minute I mean, like yeah. at least. I thought it might be yeah. more, but I've eyeballs um. heard a thousand. And I feel like our brains need to shut off. And I don't think teachers, we don't stress that enough until the pandemic of mental and health taking of and ourselves. taking care of yourself. And I think a part of that for me was to be mindful was to relax, shut my brain off for 15 minutes. Yeah. And then that way I was good ready to go for the second half of the day you know? well and mine is this is so funny and but you know being a mom like so oh, for is, work yeah this is for work and then I have like one at home but like work I love used to love going to lunches and interacting with coworkers. I'm a very social butterfly I love it but like being a mom I stayed in my classroom and I turned on a tv show and ate my lunch at my desk and just watched mindless tv to like just turn off my brain like she said in a different manner or just sit on my couch for a minute and just relax. Because like we said, you have got with how busy we are and how much goes through our brains in a day, you have to learn to turn it off. And for me, my lunch was halfway through the day. I got to turn my brain off for just a little bit. And yes, I lost out on some social time here and there, but when I needed it, I could decompress in my room. It made you a better that. educator because But then yeah, at home for us working from home. I mean, like we said, watching just a worthless little reality TV show that helps us disconnect from reality and just think about something else or go work out. Obviously people put that, that's, we love to just get out on a walk, go do something, but that's my little mindfulness. Just find that something that helps you turn your brain off what you're doing.
0: No, you're absolutely correct. When it comes to turning off all outside noise, that is actually a, something that I learned when we watched that mindless TV is that we're actually recovering from trauma. <sighs>
1: Yeah, I do. Oh my that. gosh. I've never thought of that before. So no, because like when
0: that, and that is actually helping you come out of it, I believe that because like when we were kids,
1: it. when we were teachers and I know you haven't got to experience that since, cause you've been a mom, why you teach? I remember I'd go home. I used to work at a school that was very high stress. Um, and I would go home and sit on my couch and like even drive home with no music on nothing. And I'd lay on my couch no take music. a nap or just lay there for like an hour and just rest. But we don't have that option now being moms. No, uh, So we have to find our little pieces. I ran a camp with a week-long camp for children with low-income families that give them a scholarship to college. And one of the moms there that helped ran it with me, she had identical twin sons. And one got a job in the business field, Coke actually. And then the other was a teacher and they lived in the same apartment. And she said her son that worked at Coke, who works all year round, later hours <laughs> would come home and would complain that her other son was always sleeping he goes he goes to bed early he's napping after work he goes I don't get out teachings that exhausted I get home and I'm not and she goes there y- you just don't know unless you work the profession you don't know unless you know <laughs> <laughs> it's-
0: well and it is that emotional you're putting out so much emotional support for students it takes a lot of energy out of you
1: yeah I say for us like we like we were empathetic people we loved connections and we took on a lot of heavy stuff being educators but then we would go home and use our brain by writing curriculum and just dump and drain ourselves that way so we were pulled you know we were burning the candle at both ends doing that and so that's why for us personally we were like being mindful be like what can we do to still chase our passion, but take a little something off our plate? And, and you know, the funniest thing is I think the real. pandemic changed the education world. Well, of course, technology wise, but I don't think I've ever been asked by admin, are you doing okay mentally, you know, or they would send out emails and be like, guys, make sure you're healthy. And like our principal, and loved i did feel comfortable sitting on my couch during lunch. I mean, you know, back in the day, I would never do that, but last year it was encouraged go on a walk. Take Get out of yourself. the building. Come back. You know, take like, a personal day. You know, and nobody questioned you. It yeah. Was... Well, ladies,
0: thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule, and yeah. I have enjoyed learning from you, having these wonderful discussions. We're going to take away the YouTube playlist GCF Learn. We have the Relax Light app, the Mindless. TV. Mindless. Yeah. Those are perfect tips to help our educators start to the best school year that they possibly can. For
1: Sure. And good luck to everyone with yes. that as well yourself. We, yourself. I'm sure you're going to thrive. But yeah, thank you for having yeah, us. Thank We're you very so much. honored. Well, We'll be sharing you everywhere. Don't you worry.
0: <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. We need to support one another in our endeavors and going from, you know, classroom to the boardroom. And that's That's just really exciting. I'm really happy for you guys in moving forward in this new adventure of Tech
1: Twins. Thank you. really appreciate that.
0: Barbara Scully from the Connect FCS Ed podcast presents a fresh take on recruitment and support for today's modern home economics educators in the Family and Consumer Sciences FCS Classroom sharing insightful stories, strategies, and resources in a fun and sustainable and practical way. Each episode focuses on a different aspect of modern home economics. From community engagement, leadership, classroom management, to lessons and more, each episode brings a different perspective, offering expert professional development, interviews from a collaborative worldwide FCS community, with the hope that it will inspire and empower you to make informed decisions, Together, we are better at leading the way to student success with FCS.